Hello, hello, small business growth family. Welcome back to another episode of the No Fluff, most conversational business podcast out there where we have raw and real and genuine conversations being business besties, sharing tactical business growth advice, entrepreneurship, lifestyle tips, mindset blocks, social media growth, all of the things. If you're new here, hello, I'm your host, Madison Page, and I am a business growth specialist helping you learn how to stand out and sell out on social media by building a ride or die obsessed online community around your brand. I just want to take a second to welcome you. I am so happy that you're here. We put out new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. So if this episode uh, tickles your fancy, feel free to give us a follow. And we put out new episodes all the time, chatting, growing your business, turning your business into a brand and building a community around your brand. If this is, you know, your fifth episode today and you've been binging it all day long or at your first of five while you're working all day long, please give us a follow and make sure that you give us a five-star review up at top. It truly helps us out so much. I want to give a nice little disclaimer to this episode only because I was incredibly sick while we were recording it, but I was excited for the conversation, so I didn't want to cancel or reschedule. So um, just mind the froggy voice and the nasally voice. If uh, you're not down to listen to that today, just skip on by this episode. But I promise it's not too bad. I am just wanting to put that out there. And mind your business. If you're like, Maddie, you sound a little raspy. That's what's going on. But I'm so excited about this. A lot of you guys are wanting, when I put out surveys and ask for feedback, people are saying we want more specialists on certain topics. So today I'm bringing on Monica Little. Monica Little is the owner of an organic skincare small business that she grew to multiple six figures by mastering e-commerce marketplaces with over 5,000 orders on Etsy. Getting into over 150 stores worldwide, being featured in over 50 subscription boxes and through online selling on Instagram. She learned the ins and outs of these platforms through trial and error and eight years of corporate marketing and e-commerce experience and now focuses on teaching small business owners how to build, market, and grow their business through her programs Etsy Algorithm Secrets and Product Biz Academy. In this conversation, we truly talk all about Etsy, how to grow on Etsy, how to stand out on Etsy. So if you are on Etsy and you are wondering how to get more orders, what really matters, we will be chatting all things how to master Etsy selling for your small business. So if that is what you're looking for, tune on in to this episode. I'm so excited to bring you Monica Little. Hey, Monica, thanks so much for being here today. Oh my gosh, thank you so much, Madison. I'm so excited to chat with you. It's gonna be so much fun. Yes, I'm excited. First things first, tell us who you are, what you do, kind of where you got to where you have been, where you are right now. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Monica Little, um, and I have just the longest journey to where I am now. So I'll give the little cliff notes. But essentially, I started my own small business about four years ago, an organic skincare small business called Plant Based Beauty. Um, I started it when I was still working full time. So I just needed like a creative hobby, something on the side. And at that point in time, while I was working, I started to just also share about it on social media and people started to ask about it. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up putting it up on Etsy, started to get some traction there. And a long story short, ended up leaving my full-time job about six to eight months in after I kind of started sharing about plant-based beauty. 
have been doing my own thing for over three years now um, and have recently kind of transitioned to focus more on the coaching side. Mm -hmm. So since I was able to grow my small business to multiple six figures, and I just talked with a lot of small business owners and really heard what they were struggling with, which were things that I actually like enjoy and kind of excel in. I started to do some small business coaching, which is where I primarily focus now and really just help people to grow and scale their businesses too. Oh, I love that. And it's so fun when people start and then they start coaching the people that how they started too. And once they saw success with it and you have something that so many people like on Etsy, the small business, like you have the story right there that I think so many people are like, that is what I want. Like, how did you get there? So do did you mostly sell on Etsy or did you have your own website as well? Super good question. So when I first started off, I started on Etsy. And I think that's what a lot of people do just because it essentially is kind of like the cheapest option, right? I mean, Etsy does take some fees, but in terms of like the website hosting fees and things like that, Etsy is a little bit cheaper. It's a little bit more economical. And also it's a little bit easier compared to having your own website, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't have to build your website, you get all the traffic from Etsy. So when I first started my business, and it's so it's so funny to think back to to those days, because it's been (laughs) so long. Um, But I originally just was selling on Instagram, and people would like DM me and ask to purchase and I would like send them my Venmo and kind of do it that way. And I was like, Okay, let's just put it up on Etsy. Let's get things going. And then that really took off too. And then, of course, as things started to really progress and build, then I started to build my own website, started to reach out to stores to get into more stores, sell on other wholesale e-commerce marketplaces too. So the beginning days were definitely like scrappy Instagram and scrappy Etsy. And then it really turned into a real business, which was super fun to build it and watch it grow. Oh, good. I think that's so good. So like, honestly, it's inspiring for a lot of people out there too, that are in the like Venmo me for your order days where they're like, (laughs) hey, like just putting it out there, kind of putting their feelers out, like you said, having like a creative project and wanting to really build it into a structured foundational concrete business um, as you go from there. So you started on Etsy. And I think that is a great place to start as well. Like a lot of people do do that. What Etsy's a wild world. Like there's so much out there. How do you really feel like you go about standing out on Etsy right now? Yeah, that's such a good question. It's something that I hear all the time too. I really feel like standing out on Etsy, what it truly comes down to is being one of the small business owners that actually take it really seriously. Mm. And that is like the game changer. Because when you think about Etsy, there are so many small businesses on there, so many different products. I mean, I sell skincare, right? It's not like proprietary. There's so many people that sell skincare. But what I really found is most people on Etsy just kind of throw their stuff on there, kind of bear barely put their photos together, barely put their description together, barely put any time into it. And then they kind of expect like all these sales to come in. Right. Yeah. So I kind of learned the hard way. Um, by doing that and then thinking, okay, I got to like put some more time, some more energy, some more effort into this for it to truly work. And I feel like that's essentially what separates small businesses. Like if you get professional photos and your Etsy shop has professional photos, you are standing out against 95% of other small businesses on there who like aren't doing that. Right. So I think although it is saturated, I like to tell people, and this is something that I've heard, um, 
another person say is you have to just be more sophisticated, right? You have to be like one level up. And that's the fun part because as you make these like investments in your business and really work on getting your Etsy shop to be in a good spot, you build that confidence in yourself. And then it just opens up the gates for like what comes next and what else can you do? So it's a really fun, really fun kind of path that it takes. But but yeah, it's just like putting in the effort. That That is the key right there to get your product seen on Etsy is to differentiate yourself by the effort that you put into it. Yeah. Well, and the visual element on Etsy is so big because people are just there scrolling, kind of checking out their options. And if you just threw together like a dark and blurry photo or not even having like anything that's really engaging or eye catching, it's hard for people to be like, oh, that's the one that I want when it's up against a ton of other ones out there. Yeah, 100%. And I think the other thing that people really struggle with too on Etsy is like being super specific in what they're selling. This is something I see all the time. So for example, if someone sells candles, they want to just have their title be about like candles, right? Like, and they want to sell to everyone and they want to like anyone who searches candles to stumble upon theirs. Mm. But what I really find what works is like when people are shopping on Etsy, they're looking for something so specific. Yeah. Yeah. If they wanted a candle, and they didn't care, they would go to Bath and Body Works, right? Yeah, and like Target, buy, yeah. right, Amazon, get it delivered, right? So when people are on Etsy, they're looking for something super, super, super specific. So that's another thing yeah. that I think is a big differentiator, just like getting nitty gritty with your title, with how you explain your product, with your tags for those customers that are looking for a specific product. So then you're not competing against all the candles. Mm. And instead you're, you're specifically showing up for the person who's looking for a cement vessel with apricot coconut wax that is blue, that has dried florals, like those specifics that someone is looking for to have in their home. Mm. So I think the photos are key. And the specificity and not being scared to get super specific, where I think a lot of people kind of hesitate there, right? But but it's so important to get specific on what you sell and who it's for. Oh, that's such a good point. Because when I go on Etsy to shop for something, I'm literally like sunshine box, like gift box deliver. And like, I know exactly what I'm looking for. Cause I'm like, Oh, this is a great Etsy thing that I could go on Etsy for. And I was shopping last week on Etsy for, I want like a comfy oversized brown graphic hoodie. And that's what I typed in there. Like brown graphic oversized hoodie. And like a ton of them came up because that's what they're looking for. Where if they just had, wow, that is a really good point. And that was funny because as you were talking, I wrote down like branding and is it, Is it as important to have an overall brand image, brand everything on Etsy as it is for Instagram, just because Instagram is like they're they're selling like you're they're they're buying into your business as a whole, whereas on Mm -hmm. Etsy, it's more so like, oh, the product, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Do you think it's as important to develop that brand on Etsy as it is on social media, other platforms? Ooh, I love that question. I actually do think it's just as important because I totally agree with you when someone is searching, they're typing in that super specific thing, like what you just mentioned, right? And then they're probably stumbling across that one product that fulfills their search. But what, um, what I really like to teach people excuse me, as I take a drink of water. Yeah, you're okay. It's in my throat. (laughs) Um, What I really like to teach people is what happens next is that customer found your product and they're probably going to click on your shop page Mm -hmm. because they probably want to know a little bit more about you, see what else you have to offer. Um, They also want to make sure that it's like a credible business, right? 
because unfortunately on Etsy, there are a lot of small businesses that just throw random stuff on there. Maybe it's not even like made with love or they don't even care. They're just trying to make a quick buck, right? So when people stumble upon a product that looks like it's a perfect fit, they still need a little bit of that trust. And essentially that's what branding is, right? With branding, it's that trust that you are the right fit for that customer. You're a hell yes for them. And they like totally align with you. So I'm a big believer that branding is is a big part of Etsy to be successful on Etsy, to really show you're a real business and to like put that best foot forward, but also to just give some trust and reassure the customer like, hey, look, my brand store on Etsy is like all done up. I have all the details. You can learn about my story, why I got started. There's photos of me making my products. And then people feel that connection and they feel that trust. And then you have that increased likelihood of them actually buying from you too. Mm, Yeah, that's so good. Because even the other day when I was on Etsy, it was like, okay, I clicked on the product. I went to go see like, okay, are they like all neutral that they have this one brown? Do they have other things that I'm looking for and kind of diving into it? Yeah, that's a really good point. So it is branding. It is a differentiator. So it's very similar to building a business on Instagram, those other things. Mm -hmm. A differentiator is something that I talk about all the time because there's so many small businesses out there with, you know, the pandemic, so many new businesses with the, with the recession. Now new people are starting businesses, things just continuously, everybody and their brother wants to sell candles or jewelry or earrings or whatever. How do you really tell somebody to go about finding that? Like so many people are like, well, I just want to make graphic tees. Like I just want to make candles. Um, like your candle example, like the, whatever the, the dried florals or like the astrology candles, like how do you go about really picking that differentiator to stand out? Yeah. So do you mean like for a particular business owner, for them to determine what their differentiator is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I truly think that comes back to like, why did you start your business? Right. And I think where a lot of people struggle is sometimes people start a business just to start a business. Mm -hmm. Like the person who started a business selling candles just to sell candles probably doesn't have a big differentiator because maybe they're just trying to make some money. Right. But some people started selling candles because there wasn't a candle out there that that had what they wanted. There wasn't this like astrology candle that actually had like a mantra, depending on what your horoscope is yes. or your zodiac is. So then they created it. So I truly think the differentiator is like, why did you start your business? Right. Mm. And who is it for? And what makes your products unique? And I think everyone, I mean, the, the small businesses who are listening to this podcast, right? The, the yeah. small business owners that are, that are here listening, they have that. Like they wouldn't be listening to this if they didn't have it. So there is that reason. There is that purpose. There is that underlying need or want that they're trying to fulfill. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's what happened with my small business, plant-based beauty. I mean, like I said, there's a ton of skincare options out there, but I really wanted something that was like super, super, super clean made with Mm superfoods, only all natural organic ingredients. Mm -hmm. So I came up with a face mask that really kind of took off on Etsy on social media. Yeah. And it's um, an avocado algae face mask. So it has avocado powder. It has some spirulina algae and nothing like that like existed right language yeah yeah (laughs) yeah, exactly so so when you have something super unique when you're trying to fill a void because it doesn't exist I mean that essentially is your differentiator right but I think what people do is is what we were talking about earlier you know they try to be for everyone they they're scared to lean into that they're scared to lean into their differentiator because they think they're going to 
um, repel other people. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you want to be a hell yes for your target audience. And like the other people, you're not meant for them, right? Like we're not meant, our products aren't meant to be for every single person that comes across it. And I'd rather have you be a hell yes for the right people than like a maybe for like everyone. Right, right. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I just like to, I ask people that question a lot because it is something that I hear often where that people are struggling with. They're like, well, like you said, people who start a business to start a business. And my mom is somebody that's always like, I just want, like, I just want a business. Like Maddie, what business should I start? And I always tell her, I'm like, that's not a me question. Like you got to figure out what you want, what you yeah. want to talk about all day, every day, that it can't just be like, I'm just going to start a business because I want to make a couple of bucks and like sell candles. And so kind of looking at that from that differentiator side, um, kind of moving back towards Etsy. So going to on Etsy and starting your business up there, what do you feel like if someone's brand new, they're just starting their business? Or I guess let's go because I think more people probably they have their Etsy. If they were to audit their Etsy, um, mm-hmm. what would you say like one, two, three? Do you have these things? Um, to really amplify your Etsy experience? Yeah. Oh, such a good question. I, lo- I love talking about this stuff. Get into the details of it. So the number one thing I would say for most people on Etsy, you your title, you want it to be actual descriptive words of what people are searching, right? Mm-hmm. So when you think about one of my products, um, for example, I had a Heal and Glow Facial Serum. And what a lot of people do is they will make the title of their Etsy listing, Heal and Glow Facial Serum. Mm-hmm. But how many people are literally going on Etsy and typing that in, right? They're typing in moisturizer. They're typing in serum. They're typing in organic face oil. So your title, you want it to be those actual words that people are searching. A couple of really easy things that you can do is literally go into the Etsy search bar and start to type in phrases and see what comes up. Yeah. And really take a fine look at it to be like, is this the vibe that I want my product to show up in and does it fit? So I'll give you an example to kind of paint the picture. Um, There's someone who's in one of my programs who sells acrylic artwork. And she has this beautiful acrylic painting of an orange tree and it has oranges and leaves and it's just like super beautiful. And some of the tags that she was using in her title were words like modern art. Mm -hmm. And then she had another word like nature art, things like that. But when you go to Etsy and you type in modern art, it wasn't anything like she was selling, right? It was very like you know, the geometrical modern type of like rainbow arches and things like that. So essentially you're kind of wasting those characters in your title because you're competing against people who are selling a very specific vibe that you don't fit in that vibe. So I advised her, you know, instead of modern art, put in your title, like citrus painting, um, orange tree, acrylic painting, fruit tree, very, very descriptive words, which go back to what we were talking about earlier of that. That's what someone is searching. So what I advise people to do is your title should be very descriptive on what you are actually selling. And then actually type in those words that you have in your title on the Etsy search bar and see what shows up. And if your product fits that vibe, and if that's 
who you want to be associated with, right? Like the products that show up, is yours a match there or is it like way out of left field? Mm. And I think that's a super, super eye-opening exercise for a lot of people because then they're like, yeah, no wonder no one's like finding my products because I'm selling an orange tree painting while I have modern art in my title and like they don't match at all, right? That's nothing like it. Oh, that's a good point. And being able to see when they do come out, like who are they up against too, I think is Mm -hmm. a really good point there too is like, are, what do the photos look like uh, up against the same keywords? Um, even just from a standing out standpoint, it's like, do your photos look like everybody else's photos there? Or do they have different elements to it that they can kind of stand out with? Yes, 100%. I think that would be the second thing right off the bat is your photos, right? We yeah. live in such a world where people shop through photos. And if yeah. your main photo isn't eye catching, like people aren't going to click. And if they don't click, they're obviously not going to buy, right? Mm-hmm. So the photos are so important. That main photo, I mean, I'm a big fan of professional photos. Like, I feel like I take generally good photos, but I know that professional photos, they do this as a job, right? Yeah, professional photographers. Yeah. Like they know what I don't know. It's like taxes. I could do my own taxes, but I don't know everything about it. And I'm going to miss some things, right? Same with photos. If you work with a professional photographer, they're going to know lighting and angles and props better than, than what we can as just like people trying to do all the things, right? So I think professional photos, that's, that's number two. That's how you stand out. That's how you also show trust that you're a credible business. Um, And 95% of small businesses won't do that on Etsy or won't do that in their lifetime of their small business. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you want to stand out against everyone else, it's, you got to elevate, you got to be more sophisticated than, than everyone out there. Yeah. And something that I like to tell people is the difference between having like a small business and a brand is the brand side. Like if you in the future, where do you want your business to be? Act as if they are. That's who you are now. What would you be doing when you are a brand is you would be getting those photo shoots. You would be taking the high quality photos and not just like throwing together a picture just because you want to make a post. Um, Even on Instagram, like it's like a brand you don't see target taking like weird photos at their desk that's just like a picture of what they're working on like no target's like out there they're creating campaigns which like target's a different ball game than a, a whatever but it's having having a business that is you're thinking of it as a business and not that mm-hmm. side hobby that what would they be doing if this was a full-time business yeah. And I, and I like that mindset shift, especially for Etsy business owners too, yeah. because I think a lot of people don't think of it that way on Etsy, right? A lot of people yeah. are like, oh, let me just see what happens. But man, if you start to build that confidence in yourself, build that confidence in your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you start to like show up in a different way. You start to get more sales and it's like, wow, like I didn't know I was capable of doing this, but look at what I'm actually creating. And it's such, it's such a fun path to be on. Um, to actually start making progress in that way and seeing how things really start to come together. So it's an yeah. exciting thing. Yeah. Yeah. And something that I've been seeing a lot of on TikTok, it's everywhere right now with Etsy is starting to do digital downloads mm. um, because it is easy. There's no overhead. You're not shipping things out. What is your view on selling the digital downloads on Etsy? Um, things like that. Like, do you, do you think that they're, I guess, just how do you feel around that, that area of things? 
Yeah, I think Etsy is a great place for digital downloads. I think so many people want the uniqueness and that can be across physical products or digital yeah. products. So I know one of my members in my program, she actually sells activation. So it's like energetic recordings of her activating like abundance and activating yes. quantum leaps and like super woo woo fun stuff. But I mean, people are searching for super unique things like that. Mm -hmm. And if you go on Etsy, because I mean, where else would you really go for something like that? I mean, and you can find people on Instagram, right? But yeah. Etsy is kind of the place where you go when you're looking for something unique. Yeah, yeah, that you can't mm -hmm. find like on Amazon. So what she sells, it's a digital download of a recording, which is perfect, right? People are looking for that. I also know people who do um, digital downloads of like party favors and things like that. Yeah. that the person who buys it either can like customize it or whatever they need to, and then just print it out and they have it ready. So I do think nowadays, a lot of customers are looking for unique items across the board, if it's a product or a digital. And I mean, when they're looking for something unique, they go on Etsy. So if someone does have a digital product, there's really no downside to it, right? Like to yeah. actually put your product up on Etsy, it costs 20 cents. Obviously it's going to cost you some time to get it up there and get it up there. Right. But there's no, there's no downside to it. Like try it out, put your products on there, see what happens. Um, and then you never know what can come from it. Yeah. And how often would you recommend like testing different things, like tweaking your keywords, choosing different keywords? How often would you recommend kind of switching things up? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I like to, you know, obviously you put in your keywords, your titles, your description, your photos, and you do want to let it live for a little bit to get some data, right? So I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it too much. I think where people like too often, right? I wouldn't do it once a week. You know, you got to let, let stuff drive a little bit just to pick up some actual data on it. I think where people miss the mark is they don't actually use the Etsy analytics to see how their tweaks are actually affecting it, right? So Etsy right on the homepage will tell you the last 30 days, your visits, your views, your orders, your re revenue. So what I recommend people to do is like once a month, write that down and then make some tweaks. If you're not happy with your results, make some tweaks. And then the next month, see how it changes. Yeah. yeah. So then you can start to actually get a feel of like what works or not with some concrete data. I think what a lot of people do is we kind of make assumptions that something's not working, right? I actually had this conversation with one of my members. She goes, Etsy just, it's not working right now. I'm like, okay, let's look at your data. Let's see the actual numbers. You're actually and growing pretty quickly. Exactly. <laughs> and her conversion rate like doubled. So the people who were stopping on her, actual products. Yeah, they were buying doubled the chance of them actually purchasing, right? That the actual rate of people that were buying. So, I think having that helps because otherwise people can go down this little bit of a spiral without having actual data of just kind of going by emotion, right? Like I feel like it's not working. It's like, okay, well, let's look actually at the data to see what's going on. But in terms of changes, I mean, once a month, if you're starting off, it will require some work and it will require some finesse and it will require changes. But I just don't like when people do it like once a week, because then you just don't know if what you're doing is actually helping. Right. Yeah, but it is going to require. Yeah. Some of that work for sure. Mm, okay. And using the app, like 
how do you actually go about finding those keywords? So mm-hmm. like, where do you, is there, do you use Google trends? Do you go out and try to find, like, how do you actually go about like, okay, what keywords should I be looking for? Yeah, really good question. So what I would recommend is to actually go on Etsy and I'll give a very specific example. So with my healing glow facial serum, what I would do is I would go on Etsy and just type in facial serum in the search bar. Mm-hmm. And then you can see what results are coming up on the first search results page, right? The first four are an ad, which says, you know, sponsored ad or something like that. So you don't want to look at those, but the ones underneath it, I mean, success leaves clues, right? So if these sellers are at the top of the first search results page, let's kind of analyze and see what what, exactly what words are they using in their title? And what I recommend people to do is go through that first search results page for that specific product you're selling, type in that word facial serum or whatever it is and kind of cherry pick, go through a couple listings and, Ooh, that's a good word. And Ooh, I like that. And Oh yes, that describes my product. And then you have this list of like 13 keywords or key phrases, right? Super easy to find those, but then you want to do what we talked about earlier is actually going back and typing in those phrases Mm -hmm. in the search bar, just to triple check that when you type in that specific phrase, it's the right vibe for where your product makes sense. Mm. So it's actually really easy. And then you start to get, you know, you start to get this really robust title and your tags, you use the same phrases and then they're super like specific, super detailed. And then when people search for that, bam, like you show up. Right. And then if you have the really eye-catching first photo, Now people click on your listing. And then the next step when they're actually on your listing is to confirm their expectations. So just making sure you have all the details that a customer may need, right? Because I think a lot of the times we think that a customer will like reach out to us if they have a question, but really what happens is they're going to hit the back button. They're going to go to someone else's product. And if that one question that they have, Exactly. They're going to buy that one. Mm. So that's really how it works. It's first like appearing in the search results, right? Getting your product seen, capturing the attention, and then confirming their expectations when they're actually clicking on your product. And once you do that, it's like add to cart and buy, right? There's, There's no other questions left and people are ready to purchase from you. Yeah. It's, and then it just kind of gets easy from there. Oh gosh, that is so good. Well, Monica, you've put, given us so much good detail, keywords, all of the things. What is your one tip, kind of the legacy that you want to leave? What is your one thing that you would really like to leave everybody with on the Small Business Growth Podcast? Oh my goodness. So much pressure, so much pressure. <laughs> on the spot. Um, really, I am a big fan of just stepping into that CEO role of your business. I know what it's like being a small business owner and you're being scrappy and you're trying to just make things work. But as soon as you step into that CEO mindset of I'm building an actual business, like this is real, this maybe it's small right now in terms of sales, but I'm in it for the long run. I'm here to build a legacy. I'm here to change my future, my husband's future, my partner's future, my kid's future. Right. And when people start to really embody this, like, yeah, this is a real freaking business, they just show up differently. And that's one thing that I really like to do with my clients is just empower them to be like, you're building something amazing, invest in your business, show up with that dedication and commitment. Like it's something that's going to change your life because it is going to change your life if you show up in that way. So I just love people. I mean, this is, this, this can go with Etsy. This can go with your own website. This can go with Instagram. I mean, show up like the CEO, invest in your business and just watch your confidence skyrocket, watch your business skyrocket. And it's just like the best journey out there imaginable. Mm. 
Yeah. So good. And having that mindset shift of like showing up as that person. Just love that. And as you were saying that, I actually came up with one last question that I want to ask you is from a social media standpoint with Etsy, do you, because Etsy does take fees and all of that, would you recommend a business to direct people from their social media to their Etsy? Or would you recommend someone from their social direct them to a website? Great question. I love this question. So it truly depends. Um, What I find is with Etsy, you can really kind of work the algorithm in your favor if you do direct your traffic to Etsy for them to purchase from you for a while. Because then essentially what's happening is you're on Instagram talking about your products. You have loyal customers who are interested and intrigued and want to buy. And if you filter them to Etsy and they purchase, Etsy is going to be like, wow, people are coming to this product and buying and then leaving a review. Right. So they say, this has got to be a great product. So many people are coming here and buying it. So let's show it to more people. Mm. So I like to do that with my clients for at least a little bit. I think the end goal is always your direct audience. You want them to go to your direct website, right? Less fees, more of your particular branding, uh, more of that like customer retention and customer loyalty that really comes from that. But to really get some gas in the Etsy machine, I like to kind of back end it and, and encourage this until it gets a little bit of juice in it. And then it can kind kind of ride on its own, but it's, it's an easy way just to, just to help, you know, boost it a little bit, which is the sometimes... numbers and stuff that people see like reviews and sales. I can yes. see that. Mm. Yes. Okay. Yep. hundred percent. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Monica, where can people find you? I know you have your own podcast. You're on social. Where can people Yay. come and find you? Oh my gosh. So on social media, my Instagram handle is Monica Little Coaching. I do have my own podcast. It's called the Product Biz Podcast. And I know Madison is going to be a guest in a couple of weeks and we're going to be chatting on there too. So make sure to come and see that episode as well. And then I do have a free Etsy training. So if this was impactful, I have a free Etsy training at monicalittlecoaching.com slash Etsy webinar. So you can learn even more about how to get your product seen on Etsy. Yes. And I'll put that in the show notes for everybody to see down there. Thank you so much for being here, Monica. This was so good. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Madison. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my goodness. How much fun was that episode? I enjoyed this conversation so much. I was taking notes. I was like, if I ever want to get onto Etsy, this is what we're doing. And was so, I'm so excited to share this with you. I am going to put all of Monica's links into the show notes as well as mine. If you are new here, come hang out with me on Instagram at this is Madison page. We're on my Instagram stories all day long, having fun, sharing business tips and kind of just the day to day of being a business business owner and some more value for you. So come hang out on Instagram at this is Madison page. If you are interested, we do have a new program launching on Monday. So keep an eye out for all of the information around this brand new eight week audience growth, community engagement style um, focused program. So, so excited to bring it to you. More details to come. If you want a sneak peek, you can listen to the last episode that is with audience surge in it. It's the episode that was posted on Tuesday and and you'll get some details in there. So little sneak peeks, come hang out with us on Instagram. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And I hope you have the best day ever.